Do you want to build your brand by being a guest on industry-leading podcasts? If you own a business, my guess is you do. So picture this. You, a dynamic executive, effortlessly connecting with engaged audiences, turbocharging your top-of-funnel marketing, and creating a treasure trove of content with every episode. Podcasting is the game changer you've been waiting for, and PodcastAlly.com is your VIP ticket to podcast PR success. Say goodbye to the ordinary and hello to the extraordinary exposure. Head over to PodcastAlly.com now and let them know that Pretty OK sent you. Your brand deserves to shine, and they're ready to make it happen. episode of the season. I'm calling it a season. Season of Pretty Okay Podcast. I am your host, Samantha Welker. And I am Taylor Holman. And today, since we're kind of doing our last hurrah of until summer's over, right? School's out, summer break. Yes. (laughs) I get the Goofy song stuck in my head. Do you ever watch the Goofy movie? The Goofy movie? I loved the Goofy movie. I love it too. I love it. And that song is after today. (laughs) I love it. I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie. So that's my vibe right now. Yes. Even though it's not like I'm going on summer break, I'm birthing a child and gonna be a little less than human for a few months. It's the opposite of a summer break. It really is. But I can pretend, right? Yes. <laughs> Until it happens. I can be in denial. So instead of, you know, kind of going on a new topic and giving you homework and stuff, it's like your typical last day of school where it's kind of a free-for-all. Yes. Kind of chill. We're going to kind of talk about what we talked about over this last year, which we just realized has actually almost been a year. I think my sense of time is still just really kind of fucked up because of COVID. I'm like, we've only done like seven episodes this year because of COVID, but it's not true. No, (laughs) No. it's not true. We've done like two a month for most of the month. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I still also have no concept of time. I don't know when it's going to return, if ever. I don't know. I'm starting to doubt it. I Yeah, I don't know if ever. I think it's going to have to be like a whole other year. Like, maybe March 2022. Hmm. Because you know how, like, March 2020 was kind of the start of everything? Yep. And so we got to March 2021, and it still felt like, okay, well, we're still waiting for people to be vaccinated and this, that, and the other, and whatever. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> It'll feel more normal. <laughs> I mean, people are taking masks off and stuff, so it's starting to be it's a little more normal. It's so weird to do that, though. I, I mean, I haven't done it. Because I'm not vaccinated, but, you know. Yep. Soon enough, though, you will be. Soon enough. Soon enough. As soon as I pop out this human. But, like, Stephen doesn't wear a mask at work anymore. Yeah. And he was, he loves it. We went out to dinner with a couple on Friday to a restaurant. And, like, it was my first time sitting inside a restaurant. Mm -hmm. The tables were still really spread out. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. This is less stressful than I thought it was going to be. I wasn't sitting in the like in my seat, like squirming in my own skin, like I sometimes do in the grocery store. And we went to the comedy store after for a show, and I had no idea what to expect. Yeah, and like it was full capacity, stranger human, basically touching my shoulder in his seat next to me, and I was like, "Well, I guess I just got pushed into the deep end of the pool." Yeah. Was it mask or no mask? No, it was no mask. Wow. Um, I mean, it was... Thankfully, it was a comedy show, and the comics were actually funny, so that distracted <laughs> me very quickly from what the reality was. But yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah. That's like Steven went to Padre game on Friday. And, you know, they're back to full capacity now, too. And he's like, it was so weird. Yeah. He, he still has a lot of social anxiety from all of it, you know, which I think most people do, but I'm just like, Hey, I'm still here in my mask. (laughs) Like it's fine. You guys take yours off. I get it. Good on you for getting vaccinated. Um, 
I just don't hope. I just hope people understand that I'm wearing a mask because I'm pregnant and yes. not because I'm an idiot who's not vaccinated. Yes. I like want to get a mask made that says like I'm pregnant, not Republican. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But man. it will only last me so much longer because supposedly I'm gonna give birth any day now, which is like. Oh man. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get this fucking kid out of me. No more real estate. No, I have to. Did you like that picture? <laughs> I shared? did like that picture. Oh, yeah. I'm like, there's, I when I had my appointment this last week, because now I'm on that once a week, hour and a half appointment thing, um, or twice a week, <laughs> I was like, I can't get any bigger, right? Like, please tell me. I'm like, I know I've done this before, but I don't remember. I can't, I physically can't stretch yeah. or I have nothing left yeah. to give yeah yeah <laughs> you've taken it all sweet little baby child jellyfish oh jellyfish so we're gonna take a summer break um and then we'll be back you know like what September ish I think yeah. is what we're thinking whenever the timing is good yeah and you're out of your like baby crazy newborn bubble oh god yes that, I mean, will probably be like 2023, but I'm just <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's good that we're taking a summer break too, because people have stuff to do. They have kids at home. Makes sense, right? Everybody needs a break. Everybody needs a break. And we are at the end of the day, an educational business podcast. And sometimes you just need a break from that stuff and want to have some fun. So that's why I'm choosing to give birth to this child for you guys so it can coincide with your summer fun. You're welcome. She totally timed her pregnancy for it. (laughs) Yes, yes, I did. So uh, this year we did a lot more podcasts than I thought we did. Not going to lie. Do you have any favorites that stick out in your brain? Oh, I mean, because... I still have no concept of time. I really can only remember what the last, like, two were. Uh-huh. But the, I did re-listen to just the, the most recent one about saying no, and I laughed out loud a lot. Yeah. But there was one a couple months ago that I remember texting you saying, we are fucking hilarious. <laughs> we are our own biggest fans at the end of the day. So it's true. Yes. Um, yeah, I think... I don't know. I have like a mix because I think we've done some really helpful and like meaty podcasts like the how to uh, launch a business without losing your goddamn mind series I think is very helpful to brand new entrepreneurs or even in the thick of it entrepreneurs, you know, who might need reminders and whatnot. Um, I also liked I liked our social platforms post because I post nope podcast. Which world am I in right now? Glitter guide or podcast world? <laughs> Ever be fighting algorithms and trying to figure out how to make this social platform work? And it, it's the worst. Yes, man. I love later, but they notoriously send out clickbait. Cl- oh yes, clickbait. And I click on it because I'm curious about what the clickbait is. Yeah, and it is like the ones about hacking the algorithm are especially yeah frustrating to me because they always say the same thing. It. Yes. Literally has not changed over the past few years. No, like, it's definitely a formulaic post. Yeah, and I, I swear if someone tells me to create engaging content one more time, <laughs> I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> me too. Can I tell you my favorite thing? And I honestly don't remember if I said this on the last podcast or not because it's sounding familiar in my brain. But I love that we can hide shit on Instagram now, the likes and whatever, because I'm like, I'm just going to post this picture of my food. I'm going to go back and do whatever I want and not give two shits how it looks. <laughs> I love it. I'm very here for it. Yes. Um, so the whole, like, social platforms one I thought was a good episode, which also kind of tied in. We did the, um, I'm looking at it right now, the metrics or it didn't happen. Yes. Love metrics. I love numbers so much. It's stupid. <laughs> Numbers are very good. I have grown to appreciate and have more affinity for them. Yeah. Over the last, definitely over the last year. Like, I think, like, a lot of business owners who had extra time to work on their business Mm -hmm. over the last year and a half, I was in the same or similar situation and definitely looked at the numbers behind my businesses way more than I ever had in the past. Yeah. 
It's like now I have extra tabs open in my window. It's like 25. In your brain or actually? No, actually. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> actually in my browser, typically there's at least 25 tabs open. Really? And I use them. Well, because I have like I three Slack channels and I know. three email accounts. And it's just, it's stupid, you guys. <laughs> it's stupid. But I have all these different tabs to track different metrics. And mm-hmm. so... As I became more of a numbers person, I just kind of, you know, it's like Pokemon, collect them all. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> uh, I saw the other day that Slack is now letting you connect on Slack with people who, like, aren't in your organization. Yes. I'm like, how does that work? I don't know. But my first thought was like, oh, I should connect with Taylor. <laughs> I know. I, I see it. It's like still highlighted in white yeah, and I'm, I refuse to click on it. So I'm like, I really don't, I don't need this. But yeah, I have three different Slack channels. So yeah, that. See, at least I only have one. So I don't. I wish I only had one. Well, you have three different businesses. Yeah. It's a lot of businesses. Yeah. Um. Okay. So like at the end of, well, the beginning of the season, quote unquote, last year, we talked about how to stop giving away your brain for free. Do you remember that episode? Oh, yeah, I do. Because can I pick your brain? <laughs> those conversations. I have a feeling those have multiplied this year for people. Because especially for people who are a little more established and a little more, you know, uh, understanding, I guess, of, of the business world. The people that are feeling overwhelmed by COVID and whatnot. Like, can I pick your brain? Mm-hmm. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it because it, we, we talked about people who are not clients and people who are clients and looking at the scope of projects, but then also like figuring out how to, to nicely shut people down. I feel like we also had a few episodes this season that just talked about nicely shutting people down. Nice thing. <laughs> how to nicely do this. How to nicely do this. How to give constructive criticism. That was another one. Yes. Without being an asshole. Yes. I actually did just nicely shut someone down. Did you? Via email last week. Yeah. Um, someone that I had, I've never connected with asked if basically I would be willing to get on a call because she was interested in learning more about being a marketing consultant mm. in the wedding industry, and which I always just think is very interesting when people want to pick your brain about the work you do and they're honest that they want to do it too it baffles me to be honest yes i wish y'all could see my face because i'm like i don't is it ballsy or is it i think it's naive is that what it is i think it's naive okay so because i try to like assume goodwill with it you know that's a a phrase my therapist taught me to not just assume someone's being a manipulative asshole but i'm like you want me to teach you how to do what I do for free. Yes. So you can do it and make money. Yes. It's so strong. I don't understand. Yes. No. So I, and this is like, this is not a lie. My schedule is very compact, like impacted right now. I'm trying to take some time off in July. So I said, if you want to send me, you know, two or three of your most pressing questions via email, I'd be more than happy to answer them. So mm-hmm. I did that. That's even nicer than I would have been. Her questions that she sent me were very interesting, and it became very clear that she, like, I think she thinks my consulting business is larger than it is because mm-hmm. her questions basically were like, what are you looking for in a consultant? And, like, it's like, you're basically going to follow up asking if I'm hiring. Oh. <laughs> Which is so... Another level of strange. Weird. But, okay. which she did. did she did. Okay. She did. She And I was like, I'm not hiring. Um, definitely not. I'm a small operation over here. <laughs> you should have just been like, um, what I'm looking for is someone who does their research into a company and understands that I'm a one-man show. Thanks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, I, I felt like I was very nice about my reply. I even replied. Like Right, because yeah. I've definitely gotten a few of those emails in the past where I just straight up deleted them and didn't even. Yeah. So. Yeah, some of them are bullshit emails. Yeah, it's just you have to delete them. There's no other response. Needed. I keep getting an email to 
the sourced email account from a conference who keeps asking if we want to teach other people how to start a stock photography business. And I'm like, I don't understand why you are asking me this yeah. again. Yeah. Again. It the answer is really, no. It's so interesting. Like, it really is. Like, what is the thought process behind it? Other than for them that they're going to make money, right? Off of me giving free information, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. The answer is no. If that's stock photography, or it's not, they're not even a stock photography company. They, like, it's some big photography conference. And I'm just like, no. Weird. I am not going to accept your invitation. Yeah. Those are emails I don't reply to, so. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, like, in the past had people ask to teach about uh, certain elements of things, right? Which can be really great for you in your business if it leads your students to become clients, right? Correct. That great. Do that. But just teaching someone how to do exactly what you do for free? No, thank you. Yes. And I will always say, well, usually, I will 90% of the time say yes to opportunities like that where yes. I'm taking a piece of the bigger picture mm -hmm. and we're diving deep into it because there's a connection back to okay, possibly this person might pay me money at some mm -hmm. point. But or building your thought leader credibility. Yes. That's a great part of it, too. But, like, yeah. I'm yeah. not sharing my business model and best practices and telling mm -hmm. you literally how to become my competition. Mm -hmm. No. No, it was like, remember that one time I had that consulting client who... Yes. She flat out told me that she decided she was going to become a business consultant. And then when I didn't help her with it, she just stole all my stuff. Yes, I remember <laughs> that. Oh, people. Is that person still in business? I don't I think so. haven't seen anything. I don't think so. I know that she is around because I've had friends tell me they've seen her at, what's it called, Rising Co. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I don't know what she actually what she does. does. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so clearly she did not do great as a business consultant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, if you want to pick someone's brain, just ask them how much like an hour of consulting would be. Yeah. Just lead with that. Because yeah. just like when you're asking um, for people to collaborate, when you, even if you really want them to like give it to you for free, if you offer to pay, it's more likely that someone will offer their time. Yes. As a gift. Always. So if you really want to pick someone's brain, you should offer to pay them for their expertise first. And then if you can't actually afford to pay for their expertise then you really shouldn't ask right and if you are looking for someone to teach you how to do something from the ground up you probably shouldn't be doing it is the thing if you're looking for someone to just kind of help you develop certain skill sets you know because you want to turn this into a business I think that's fine but being like, okay, so I want to be a business consultant or marketing consultant, but I have no idea how. Can you teach me? That's bullshit. Like, there's a reason why there are people who are consultants because they know what they're doing. <laughs> Rant over. On to the next one. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but so that was the, we talked a lot about that on the Pick My Brain episode. If you want to go back and listen to that, if it's hitting home. Listen to more of a bitch session about it. If it's it. hitting home for you. So you did a few solo episodes this last year too, when shit happened, you know. You did uh, the tips for blending personal and politics mm -hmm. in your business. And I really liked that episode. Have you, have you found that like, it's gotten any easier this year now that we have a not orange Cheeto in the White House? Or <laughs> do you find it's still a little tricky? I think it's easier because, well, it's easier in some ways. And maybe it just is a little bit easier because it's a touch less inflammatory now, sure. right? Like people are not as dialed up on the heat radar about <laughs> politics in general, but Speak democracy. for yourself. My in-laws <laughs> have something else to say about that. Yeah. I mean, I still would say that democracy is 
not in a good situation. So I still have plenty to, to share. Um, but I think that now that the general temperature is more focused on policy as opposed to the people behind lack of policy. Sure. No, I get what you're saying. Um, that it's easier to come at talking about politics from a more even-keeled position. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, who's going to get, like, real fired up about infrastructure bills? <laughs> um, me. Hello. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty passionate about the infrastructure bill, but that's because you and I are, like, really into politics. So, um, so I do, and I, but I will say that I've seen fewer people talking about politics in their social media content overall, because things are, like, they don't, the world doesn't feel like it's on fire anymore. And now that, to some people, (laughs) yeah, like if you're, there are definitely segment, like parts of our demographic that are just always on the receiving end of something that's trying to take something away and to be honest we all should still be acting like our pants are on fire because people are trying to take away our right to vote right so if you want to get on the politics train that would be one that i would really be excited to see everyone double down on yeah right now because it's so fundamental to everything um but yeah i just think people are like a little bit tired of talking about politics their lives are also turning back on. Mm-hmm. So, right, like we're forgetting mm-hmm. things. Um, but I do think that I have had conversations with a few people where they feel more empowered to talk about it now because it, it is a little bit less scary to do so. Yeah, that's a good point you make, too, about the fact that the world's turning back on. So people are less like attached to their phones and computers and like, oh, my gosh, I have nothing to do but scroll. Yeah. Um, you know. We talk a lot about core values on this show, and I think that that's something that going into this next, I want to say next year, but it's really a new season for us. But you know how the school year kind of feels like a new year? Totally. Um, It's something that you just want to make sure that you're still focused on because guess what? If you were all fired up at one point about something and then you're quiet, people are going to notice. Yeah. Big time. And... Then you're really kind of part of the problem as a part of the solution. Like performative allyship or performative support is really not good for the cause that you once were so outspoken about. So the follow through is really important. Even if, you know, you don't feel like you don't have to talk about politics and infuse it into your brand every day. Yeah. But. It should still be clear. It should still pop up. It's a part of the conversation that you're having with the public in general. And Mm so don't go quiet about it because then it just looks super fake and opportunistic, which is really not good. Yes. And I I can think of several brands slash businesses off the top of my head that have suddenly gone back to everything's normal, you know, and it's like it's not. You just don't feel obligated to to be a part of the conversation anymore. Yeah. I actually have noticed that quite a bit with all the pride stuff this month. Um, and it's, it's fascinating to me how brands can think throwing up a rainbow logo is cool and calling it good. Like that baffles my mind. Yep. Yep. And it's, that's like everywhere, everywhere. Rainbow versions of logos are everywhere. It's just like, hey, I'm going to do the least possible to try to not piss off this part of my my base, of my the demographics. And it's like I would rather they do nothing than that mm-hmm. almost because it just feels so half-assed yep. and gross. Yep. And so I, I've really been seeing companies this, this past month with Pride stuff, like which ones are doing it well, you know, which ones are not. <laughs> Not at all. I do appreciate I saw Native Poppy um, had their rainbow stem bar. Mm-hmm. They have their rainbow floral arrangement and they're donating to a certain, um, I forget which organization exactly, but like that to me, I thought it was great because it was taking what they have, right? Taking what they believe in and what they support 
and merging it really beautifully. Yep. And organically. Yeah. I mean, like, they're building awareness because they, you know, Natalie has a huge brand and a huge reach. So by using their product to help build awareness, like, that's a really great creative way to do that. Mm -hmm. But then backing it up with making a donation is, I mean, it, for most people, it's super easy to do that. Even yeah. if you're only making a $25 donation on behalf of your business, it is a way for you to make sure that your business is actually living its mm -hmm. core values. So, you know, don't just, don't just put up a rainbow flag logo or, you know, do one post on social media about it. Like, you really should back it up with something that's more tangible. Yeah. And I will say, too, like... You don't have to do something for every quote-unquote theme, right? Because it seems like every month is something. Like, what's oh, breast cancer awareness. It's this, it's this, it's this. That feels more performative than anything else to me when you participate in everything. But, like, so figure out your core values. Figure out which causes are really, truly important to you as a brand. And put your resources into those. Because, uh, you know, as as good as a lot of these campaigns and platforms are, a lot of them are also created just for fundraising purposes, right? There are some that are like that. I won't name names. Has two months, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yep. Yep. So that was my tangent. I don't remember where it started. I mean, this episode is all about tangents. Which is what we're good at. Yeah. Tangents. The last episode was pretty epic with the tangents. Yeah. It was pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, oh, I, I can see the progress of my brain melting the further I get into <laughs> this pregnancy. If, like, I go back and listen to other episodes, it's like, okay, she kind of started here and now she's all the way down here. I'm fine with it. What's my excuse? <laughs> You just feed off mine. <laughs> You're like, okay, I guess this like, is where, where we're we going? going now. Where are we going? I'll go with you. <laughs> Real friends. So, okay, let's talk about content stuff because we did quite a few episodes on content. We talked about, like, maximizing your content. Uh, we talked about the social platforms. We talked about, uh, well, hacking the Instagram <laughs> algorithm. Which we nailed it, right? We taught everyone how to do it. Everybody's hacked it. Everyone has 10,000 followers now. You're welcome. And, you know, <laughs> none of us are still struggling. None of us. And you know what's crazy is it was our most listened to episode of the year because of course it is. It's a clickbaity title, y'all. Yes. Like, you put the word hack in something. Boom. Everybody's going to listen to it. They just are. And if we put hack in front of every one of our titles for next season, do you think it'll be... <laughs> mm -hmm. That would be an interesting social experiment. Mm -hmm. It's funny because my friend uh, Tim, who's married to my friend Meryl Melidia, mm -hmm. um, he does these really funny reels where he makes fun of influencers. And you know the ones... <laughs> I can't remember if I've talked shit about these before. And I do it unapologetically, but I hate the fucking reels where people just try on different clothes and they're like, look at how I styled this pair of jeans five different ways by putting a belt on. Good God, don't we have other things to do with our time? <laughs> but so Tim makes these really funny ones, like just making fun of it. And he sent me a message and he's like, what do I... This is what I'm doing. What should I call it to get people to click on it? And I was like, well, listen, you need the word hack. You need, and I gave them all like the buzzwords that these dumb content creators, quote unquote, use. <laughs> and he did. And it's just so funny because it's like, it's very formulaic, right? To use these certain buzzwords and people do it all the time. And even Stephen pointed out something about Fox News last night because he saw an article that was, uh, what was it? It was like Sharon Stone looking unbelievable in bikini at age oh. 60, whatever, however old she is. And it's just like, is this really who we are? Like you won't believe. It probably exactly. led with that. Yes, yes, yes. I'm pretty sure it did. Mm -hmm. And it's just, okay. <laughs> Here we go again. Yep. And you know, as someone who writes articles for a living, I get it. I do my own version of it too because you want to get traffic. 
But if you do it to an empty post, <laughs> like if the content doesn't actually back up what you wrote about, it's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, like the, we did a post last week on Glitter Guide that was our most traffic post, and it was like six things you should never do to your hair before bed. Oh, I saw that one. Because everybody wants to make sure they're not doing these things, uh-huh. right? And But it was real. Like it was, no, don't do these six things. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, okay, you're going to hack the algorithm. Here's how. Make engaging content. Looking at you later. Yeah. <laughs> Can you update that post, please? Please, please, please. Yeah. So, I mean, all the stuff that I think that we talked about with content, this year was an interesting year for content for sure. Because, you know, we, like you said, there was that element for quite a while of everybody being fired up, being on their phones and, okay, we're, we're putting out all this content about politics and about this, this, and we're mad about this. And, but then everybody was kind of trying to find their footing, I think, too, right? You're like, how do I push my my business in the middle of a pandemic when people aren't spending money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a big one, too. Mm-hmm. But I think we're kind of starting to get back to reg- a little bit more of a regular content flow. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a still, I'm a still, I'm a still a big fan of... <laughs> <laughs> The 80-20 rule for content, you know, like 80% value, 20% pitching. Do you have a kind of similar one or do you do you have a, a formula? Um, well, we, well, it's sourced. I post five posts a week mm-hmm. and I'm begrudgingly doing a reel a week too. Begrudgingly. I like your new reels though. But they take 30 minutes. Yeah, they do take a long time. And that's like with me having a plan. This is what I'm going to do. Still Mm -hmm. takes 30 fucking minutes. Yeah. But so for posts, if we're just looking at that, I typically will do one pitch post out of the Monday through Friday sharing schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's more because we have multiple things. Yeah. Right? Like we have the physical product and we have the digital ones. So... Sometimes I go a little bit heavier on it, but the 80-20 rule is definitely a super solid one to live by. The interesting thing in the wedding industry is that now it is so effing hard to get anyone's attention. Really? Because everybody is trying to execute on multiple years worth of weddings right now. Mm. So like they don't even have time to take a shit during the day. (laughs) It's pretty much the story that I'm, like, gathering from everyone. Everyone's apologizing publicly on stories. Like, I'm sorry, I haven't replied to your emails yet. Like, I can't. Yeah. And so for anyone who is selling to wedding professionals right now, it's really hard. Mm. And so, like, I've been trying to rethink how we're going to look at content Mm. for the rest of the year because, like... I literally can't get anyone to even give me two seconds of attention. Yeah, that's just another, such a weird component of this last year where Mm -hmm. it's like everybody's timeline got moved and squashed and it's like, okay, we're playing catch up. We're doing double the work. So for a while it was like there was nothing and now there's too much. There's too much, too (laughs) much. Our friend, our mutual friend Taryn has done a really great job of sharing what it's really like mm-hmm. in the stationary world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if anybody wants to kind of get a little peek into what some yeah. wedding professionals are dealing with, Taryn yeah. at Twinkle and Toast does a really great job of yeah. honestly saying, like, this is why things are fucked up right now. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, yeah. there's there's so much happening. And... Even if you're not in the wedding industry, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Like, I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are, which is awesome because we have you to guide them, guide them through the storm. Um, but even if you're you're someone who's trying to launch a small business this year, you're still going to come up against these issues no matter what you're doing because supply is so fucked up everywhere with everything that like even if you're trying to launch an apparel company, it's not going to be what it would normally have been like for you during, 
you know, any other potential year. Yeah. I was just talking to um, my friend who owns Steady State Coffee. Mm-hmm. Coffeeing. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk right now. Steady State Coffee in Carlsbad. And um, the coffee industry is also extremely impacted by rising demand, supply chain um, issues, but then also the growers, I guess, mm-hmm. I didn't know this, that they like cyclically will need to go and like cut down most of their trees because they get too tall oh. and then the pickers can't actually harvest the beans. Mm-hmm. So now there's like an actual supply problem on top of a fucked up supply chain and increased demand. And then there's like all the problems with cargo ships not being able to port. Mm-hmm. So like this is this is endemic across like all sorts of industries and markets and products that yeah. people are just scrambling to like cobble something together in order to get their you know business or service or product out there. Right. Hello, even Starbucks is struggling, you guys. <laughs> they can't get their caramel sauce. Uh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. That's like, you know, it's there are so many elements of it that are gonna be just this trickle down effect for who knows how long. And it's something that none of us have ever experienced before, right? We're mm-hmm. all kind of going through it and learning about it together. But hopefully, you know, <laughs> we can help you along the way. Hopefully. Because it's quite a cluster. Yes. Um, I was looking at the the post of how to give yourself an annual review when you're the head bitch in charge. Do you remember that one? Yeah. I said post again, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here. Bitch in charge. And it's like, I'm so curious, what would yours look like this year? Would it be oh. normal or would it be? Because like, I just feel like. We've all given ourselves maybe a little bit of grace. Hopefully, hopefully everyone's given themselves a bit of grace in the past year to be like, this is a fucked up year. And if I didn't thrive and flourish, that's fine. If all I did was survive, awesome. I mean, I know that's where we're at with Glitter Guide. We're Mm -hmm. like, we're holding on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, we did not grow this year. We didn't, like, nope, nothing great happened. just maintained. We maintained and that's cool. Yeah. But, you know, ideally, at the end of each year, you are kind of talking about giving yourself a, a review of yourself if no one else is going to do it. And I still feel like I'm uh, I'm treading like water where I'm like, it's not fair to review myself, really, because <laughs> nothing good happened. <laughs> I think that my review would say... A plus job on keeping the trains moving. Mm-hmm. Same. But I definitely think that working remotely put me in a place where I pushed some people too hard. Mm. Not because they were doing anything wrong, but just because I ended up opening the spigot a little too much. Mm. Right. Um, and then also that I have, I'm a little bit stubborn in my new routine. <laughs> and um, so I think at the, at the core of it, there's some communication things that I can do. I can become more effective at and more consistent with yeah. for the future. Well, even that's a good review, I think, because like I look at myself and I'm like, I kept the company alive. A plus, Samantha. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of feelings like that in general. Like, um, yeah, Taylor, you fucking did a great job. But, you know, like, I don't, most people don't operate their businesses totally by themselves. Right. Right. There's someone else involved at some point. Right. And I, that for me was like where things slipped a little bit. Because it's just, it's hard to communicate some of the same things, even over the phone sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like when you don't see another human face to face, when you have to say hard things and have hard conversations, it can come off 
differently sure. when you're not actually watching someone say it. Yeah. Right? Like, the the facial expressions and the body language all play a huge part. And so, yeah, like, I had to... I had to, like, extra put on the soft kid gloves. I definitely haven't said some things that I feel like I need to say. Because mm-hmm. I was really, I still am worried about how yeah. they're going to come off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, communicate. I think a lot of people had to go through a big shift in figuring out how they were going to talk to other people over the last year. Yes, I feel that a ton for sure. I mean, I don't know if you saw my story the other day, but, like, my time hop reminded me that it's been two years since Taylor and I have been in the same room. And we've been running this company this whole entire time. And, like, that's insane to go two years without being face-to-face with the person that you work the most intimately with. But also at the same time, like, I feel like I didn't really talk to her for almost a year because she wasn't working um, just because of, you know, her kid situation and COVID and all of that stuff. And... I I completely agree with you that there are conversations that like, you're like, okay, I need to have this conversation, but also it still doesn't feel like the right time because we're all still trying to regroup. And I did have one like kind of intense conversation like a few months ago. I'm like, listen, we're going to keep the business going. Mm -hmm. I hate to like be this person and be so gnarly about it, but here's what we have to do. And that's just... That's, yeah, those hard conversations are hard enough in a regular year. <laughs> yeah, I have I have to have a conversation like that here in the next few months, I think. Yeah. Um, Is it with me? No, it's not okay. with me. <laughs> it's not with me. I'm just kidding. I mean, I had a hard conversation with one person a few, uh, probably like two months ago, I think, maybe. Maybe not even because Taylor doesn't have any concept of time. No idea what day it is. I'm with you. I have no idea. Um... But that was really, like, the big one that made me realize my own shortcomings with um, communication over the last year. Even though we were in constant mm-hmm. contact with each other. Yeah. It wasn't the right type of communication. Yeah. So that was a good one because it was hard directionally toward me, right? Right. As opposed to the other way around. Normally I'm used to being the one who has to like say the hard thing, not hear the hard thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do have to have a say the hard thing conversation with some people just because, you know, life. Life. Yes, I know. I know. I I found this past year too, like there are certain things that I've put off saying because like they need to be said, but also... I'm like, man, everybody's going through so much. It's not that big of a deal, really, in the grand scheme of things. Like, it's just I don't like the way that you're doing this or you're doing this. And then it's like, but I know there's so much else going on. So I'm sorry. I'm trying. I am currently trying to let go of something like that (laughs) because I'm like, you know, is this really... Why does this really bother me? Like, Mm. it's it's not a huge thing, but it just... It, like, has annoyed me for more than a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? But it also, I know that me saying something won't, it's, it won't be beneficial. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm yeah. currently trying to, like, figure out where to put that thing yeah. in the emotional file cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> so that I can move on. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, timing is always super hard. I know, mm-hmm. especially because most of the people in my life are parents mm. like that is something that I cannot empathize with because I'm not a parent right mm-hmm. like I can see and I can sympathize and I can try my best to like create additional space because that mm-hmm. is quite literally the hardest job on the planet mm-hmm. that's why I'm not doing it <laughs> that's why I'm not doing it um but you know from a when you are when you are in business with someone who is a parent and sometimes you feel like needing to give people the space in order to do the hard thing in a, like in the most crazy hard time of, you know, human existence over the past hundred years, then there's like all these weird feelings. Yes. So I feel like you have had a very hard job with that. Like, and I mean, you and people who are child free, right, who are running businesses and whatnot because 
yeah, it's like you said, like you, you don't have the personal experience of having to deal with children at home, but you're also like, I'm trying to keep the fucking ship afloat and I can't do it by myself. Yeah. (laughs) It's really hard to feel like, well, I never want to be the person that makes someone who is a parent feel like it is a hindrance Mm. from a business perspective. Like, but you know what? Sometimes kids are a hindrance to business. That's the thing. And it's gotta be really hard as someone who doesn't have kids to vocalize it properly without offending and without, you know, like creating a rift because it would be, I could see where for certain parents, it would be very easy to get defensive and to feel attacked. Right. And rightly so. Most of the time. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I think I'm different for in a lot of ways. Obviously I have my own issues with being a parent and working and shit happens. And sometimes you just don't, you can't fix it. But then there are other other times where I think it also kind of depends on your work ethic. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, those are those conversations when you're not when it's not like um necessarily a level playing field mm-hmm. in terms of situation. Mm-hmm. That's really hard to have mm-hmm. those conversations. Yeah. Like if it was you talking to someone who also didn't have kids and you had to have the same conversation about the same thing, totally different scenario. Totally different. Yep. Yeah. I did go to my brother's house a couple weeks ago to get he's helping me with some google ads because that is not my that is not where i live Uh (laughs) and he has a four-month-old and i was like this is so hard to work with a baby in the house like he you know and benny's a pretty chill yeah baby Mm -hmm. but she just doesn't like to be in the same position for like more Uh, than 20 minutes okay so right like you just can't like even if you're holding her for more than that, she still, like, wants a different point of view. Mm. So I was like, holy shit. That was the first time I had ever really tried to, like, do work mm-hmm. with a baby in the house. And I was like, I I can't remember who I messaged, but I was like, how do people do anything with a small human um, in the same structure? Yeah. So I don't know. I think I blocked it out. Because I'm like, eh, you know, when the baby comes, I'm just going to, like, lay it down while I work until it's, like, six months old. <laughs> and I don't, I don't remember. Like, Rocky was very chill. Yeah. And everybody's kind of scaring me because they keep telling me that the second kid is always totally different from your first kid. And I'm like, but my first kid was very chill and easy. And I, like, worked from home with him till he was, like, a year. <laughs> and then yeah. after he was a year old, he was too much. And I got a nanny. Yep. And it was great. It was fine. But what if this kid's a fucking nightmare? <laughs> Fingers and toes crossed that won't be the case. But, you know, so, right. yes, props, mad props to all the parents out there because it is the hardest thing. Yeah. Um, and when you're balancing that with business, it's extra hard. Um, just realize that it's also hard for the business partners who aren't parents. Yes. It's a two-way street. For sure. Hard in different ways ways but yeah. still hard and I think it's even hard for business partners who are parents but maybe their kids are older and they have more freedom and flexibility you know like they're like well I can get my shit done and I have kids it's like well yeah your kids are eight so yeah, they can like help themselves to <laughs> yes. the refrigerator and get lunch <laughs> but yeah it is you know it's a small time period in people's lives but it's also yeah it's a cluster it is a cluster I mean in Full, and if any of my business partners are listening to this, I would We're say We're talking this, about you. I would say Just this kidding. to your face. I would say this to your face. Um, I mean, half of them are having children right now. At this moment. At yes. this moment. And... Um, Hello, I am having a child. Yes, this like, is, seriously, babies like... Babies are coming. Babies are coming. The babies are coming. The babies are coming. <laughs> um, but I've had, I've had days and, and weeks where I've felt alone mm-hmm. because everybody is super focused on their growing family and preparing for that. And the business just gets pushed to the very end of the list of things that they even have the brain capacity for. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely have had days where I'm like, is anybody there? Yeah. Hello. Yep. Um, so, but that's like, I remind myself, I'm like, this is a, this is a fleeting moment in time. Right. <laughs> and right. it too shall pass. Yes, it will. And it's like, I don't know. I I just think about if 
people who are having babies and running companies, they all handle it differently, right? Because like, say they don't have a tailor to who's not going to have kids, who's choosing to not have kids and loves working and grinds. <laughs> what would happen to the business? Would it just... Yeah. Probably. I've seen it. You yeah. Know? I've seen people completely drop off the planet for a year because there's no one to pick up the slack. Yep. And that's fine. Like, if that's the choice that you're making for your business, that you're going to focus on family and, you know, you don't have these other resources to kind of lean on during that time to help get you through, cool. But make sure that you're not being a shitty business partner. Yeah. Make a plan for it. Yeah. Make a plan for it. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk all about, maybe we should do an episode about parenthood, business partnership. I've thought about that, that we should do an episode like the the parent partner and the non-parent. Like yes. Working cohesively yep. and ha- ways that each side can support the other. Yep. Because I think, like, for you, I feel like people are like, well, she does, she's fine. She doesn't have kids. She can do it. She doesn't have pets. She can do whatever she wants. So she can she can do this. She can pick up the slack. And, like, that's not fair. That's not the way to look at things. Yeah. Everybody has limitations on their life. Yeah. I need to, like, have time to go ride my bike. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if it's also, like you said, if you've never had kids, you don't know what certain experiences look like for other people. So it's yeah. I think that could be a good episode. Hey, maybe when we come back yes. in September. Actually that would be a good that would be a good one for the fall. We'll chat that through. I hit the Legos. That's okay. On the floor in our recording studio. <laughs> we had Rocky's fifth birthday party yesterday and I had tried to like kind of talk him down a bit about presents because, you know, as a five year old very excited about presents he assigned each member of our family a different lego set to get him for his birthday (laughs) and he kind of thought he could do that with his friends and i was like no 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 that's not a thing your friends might bring you a present they might not either way it's fine because we're having a party to celebrate you and play and have cake and have fun every single person brought him a present yesterday and he was just like what all these presents and so his bedroom floor is currently Lego Central. Yeah, and he he made out like a bandit yesterday, but I put up this picture of him. Did you see it? Sitting in the park, pouting. I don't think I saw that one. I put it on my stories because <laughs> he was pouting because once he realized that all of his friends brought him presents, he wanted to open them right then and there. And I was like, Rocky, everybody just got here. We're going to do other stuff first. We're going to eat. We're going to have cake. We're going to do the pinata. And so he just, like, crept off to a corner of the park by himself and just, like, sat there like Charlie Brown. And Stephen took this picture of him, and it's my favorite because oh it's my so God. funny. That's the perfect five-year-old's birthday party experience. Yeah. Oh, he cried, like, three times yesterday. And I'm like, you're not a whiny, cryy kid. What is happening? he just like he wanted to do his presents and then after he did his presents he wanted to go home and play with his presents and i'm like your party's still going on dude (laughs) people are still here to hang (laughs) i mean he's lived like 20 percent of his life like it's not around other humans right luckily he's been in school this entire time that's right that's right i forget these things yeah he has been in school luckily you know, the whole private preschool thing, he's been able yep. to go yep. for, he, the most he missed was like March through June in 2020. Gotcha. Um, which felt like a decade when both he was here and Steven was here. <laughs> I never want to do that ever again. I mean, that's why we didn't podcast. Right. During that time. I know. Literally, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> because they were here. We're always fucking here. <laughs> But, yeah, so he's, it was a funny day yesterday. But it was also really fun to be like, oh, my gosh, I get to actually see you interact with your friends. Because that I have not seen. Because when we pick them up from preschool, it's like you get them at their little spot and you go. Mm -hmm. You don't get to go into the school or to the playground or anything like that. So it was like, oh, this little semblance of normalcy (laughs) to see them interacting was pretty cute. Yeah. I'm sure it was super cute. Yeah. I think we've had a good little recap of our favorite moments from the past year. Um, I mean, I'm excited for 
our break and to meet another squishy baby. I know. Over the summer. A little jellyfish. Yeah. I hope y'all know that just because I'm not having children doesn't mean I hate them. Oh, <laughs> no. You like children. <laughs> I do like children. We had dinner at a friend's house last night, and their five-year-old son literally was like, don't go. Like, you know, being Auntie Taylor is the best, I'm sure. It is pretty fun. It's funny because I never intended on having children. I told Stephen this from day one. I was like, I don't want kids. I don't. It's not something I'm into. And he's like, well, I want four kids, so we'll see what happens. You know, like, we'll just we'll play it by ear. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then, you know, it, the bug bit or whatever after we got married. <laughs> Um, and then it was like, okay, we're going to compromise because we're going to have one kid. And then it was like, okay, we're going to have two kids. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I still, I love my kid more than anything, but I also, there's also a part of me that was like, man, I, I was supposed to be a, a kid free party businesswoman. <laughs> I mean, there, there are the, there are advantages to being kid free, but then also, I will be sad and alone when I'm old. It's not true. You'll have <laughs> us. And oh, that's right. We're living on a compound. Yes. Right? I've, I've invited myself to the compound that you and Taryn's family are. Yes. <laughs> yes. When our kids get married. Yes. Yes. Because my my son and our friend Taryn's daughter have are getting married they've decided but only if our families can all live together in the same spot so and i'm like yeah great cool perfect let's let's do it now honestly seriously right <laughs> You're like actually this would be the year to do that yeah yeah so you'll be on our compound sweet brett will be on our compound and then the kids will just take care of us yeah. it's fine yeah. it's perfect sick sick take care of us we took care of you god Damn it. <laughs> this took a weird turn. But which Pretty Okay podcast episode doesn't, honestly? That's our unofficial tagline. <laughs> I thought our unofficial tagline was, "I'm don't be a dick. Oh, that too. Can we have <laughs> multiple taglines? I think so. I think that's a thing. <laughs> where is this one, where is this one going to go today? Yeah. <laughs> People listening, they're like, how much of my time am I going to waste with this episode yeah. on weird yeah. tangents? But don't pretend like you're not entertained. Totally. That's I mean, the thing. I, the, the Pod Save America is sim, is very similar very in their similar. banter, where they just like yes. go off on some weird shit. Yes. So I'm sorry that that's one of the podcasts that I binge um, and Same. draw inspiration from, but I love it when, you know, you're just like, it goes off and then it comes back yep. sometimes, yep. sometimes it doesn't. But hey, it's always good for a laugh. Eighty percent value. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I call John Favreau Fabs, like they mm-hmm. do on the podcast, and Stephen thinks it's the dorkiest thing. He's like, "You don't know him." I'm like, "But I kind of do." Yeah, because we talk like twice a week. Yes, and by talk I mean I listen to yes. him talk in my ears. Is Lovitz boyfriend Rowan mm-hmm. Rowan Farrow? Yes. Ah. Oh. I have yes. just been, like, too lazy to Google it. Oh, yeah. Ronan Farrow. But I'm like, how many Ronins are there? Yep. Okay. Thank you for putting those two pieces together for yep. me. I know. I, I love them. Yes. Together so much. Yes. yes. Uh, now, this is a tangent. <laughs> this is a tangent. <laughs> Listen to Pod Save America, y'all. Yep. It's educational, incredibly yep. funny. And smart. Super smart. Like, they're so smart. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. I appreciate their knowledge so much and funny. They're funny, funny. Yeah. And Obama. And Obama. Like, Obama loved them. Hello. <laughs> I just, like, one of my favorites was when Favreau was telling a story about how one time he overslept and he woke up to a text from Obama that said, you up? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, my God. Can you God. imagine Obama texting you? Oh, my you? God. You, you up? up. <laughs> I hope he screenshot that. Oh, I'm sure. That Wouldn't you? Like, that is once in a lifetime type. Probably not stuff. for him. Though. Probably not for him. He's like, you fucking up yet? Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, another text from Obama. Crap. 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 Where's my stuff? <laughs> All right. So, school's out. Ring! It's the bell. It's the goofy song. Insert it here. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You should. So when we come back in a few months, I'll have a baby. 
We'll talk about parenting slash business partner life. You'll be all refreshed from spending the summer in Mammoth, right? Yeah, we leave on Thursday. Yeah, to go a long time or um, most of July. Brett has to start traveling for work again, oh, so boo. it's really Real gonna fuck with my mountain life go without schedule. It. I don't I need him. So, but yeah, I will probably spend most of the summer riding my bike. Nice. So. Cool. Yeah. We'll still be on Instagram, you know. Yes. I'm going to have a baby attached to my boobs, so, like, I, I'll i be there. Getting on the gram. I'll find you. Getting on the gram. <laughs> but, you know, if you miss us over the summer, there are lots of episodes to listen to, like we just shared. All the crap we covered <laughs> in this clusterfuck of a year. But when we come back, it will be new season. I don't know what number. To be honest, I think I'm going to go with three. three. Okay, we'll call it that. <laughs> Great. We'll figure it out before we're we come back. We're just going to decide. Yeah. You know, season 942. And we're back with season 942, episode one. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to yes. us this year and sticking with us. And we hope that we've provided, you know, value and support and education and also maybe a couple laughs because we're ridiculous humans but we are very grateful for everybody that listens to this podcast and we hope you have a really great summer talk to you soon bye Bye.